I oh, see. I see. We have a guest. I see a guest. Yeah, guest. I remember him. Hey, buddy. Sub little one. That's fine. All right. Well, you um, mean you don't have anything to say about Ghost of Tsushima? Quick, while he's while he's gone, let's pick our five games of the generation. I get his <laughs> votes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. And I'm that Matt guy. Hey, it's that Matt, back, guy. Matt. Uh, Matt is back. Uh, we were discussing uh, Matt's apparent role on this podcast is to play all the PlayStation exclusives that Justin and I can't be bothered to play. Yeah, no. I just, I guess I can't understand the concept of being a gamer with a gaming podcast, not wanting to play some of the best <laughs> games of the year all the I'm, time I totally i'm an asshole i don't i'm just an asshole I'm and, so, and i know and i know for a fact you have nothing else going on in your oh, life. oh i got nothing i just <laughs> nothing going on i mean as a professional I, courtesy i will play any game that we review even if i have like no interest in it originally. Yeah. in in fairness to me this is the first one that i've like absolutely opted out on i i played a little bit of the last of us uh yeah, I mean I would not, I don't you could barely call it play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an asshole for sure. But today we're gonna be talking about for sure. uh, the. But latest. this is his podcast, and we're, this is how we're gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the latest PlayStation exclusive, The Last of Us, which is probably gonna be one of the last big PlayStation exclusives. Which is why our top I'd, five. What I'd say one of the last big games of the generation as a whole. Yes. 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 Uh, which is why our top five today, I was trying to segue, you ruined my segue, uh, which is why our top five today is the top five uh, PlayStation 4 exclusives uh, at the end of the generation here. Uh, all right, so I'll let, uh, I don't know, what did you guys think of Ghost of Tsushima? You guys kick off the conversation here. Uh, it's a good game. All right, end the conversation. All right, so moving on. Moving on. Good podcast. Nailed that one. That was quality. Uh, <laughs> Taking that one to the bank. I would say it was great. I, I would agree. I would. Even I got. I got my. I got my platinum in it, and Caitlin sat and watched the whole thing. She started off by going like, "I don't really think this is a game you need to only play the story when I'm here." Like that's what she does with games that she gets really into, like God of War, Spider Man, and Last of Us. And th- then we started, and she was like, "Ah, no, I was wrong. You have to wait until I'm here to progress the story." That's nice. nice. Which is always, well, for me, the barometer of a good game. Sure. And there's plenty so what, to do while you're waiting, you know, like... Exactly. Story chapters, right? Yeah. So what is the story of Ghost of Tsushima? Okay, so this is what I love about this game is because it doesn't really fall into a lot of the tropes you're used to. There's no, there's not even a single love story or, or romantic interest in this game. You just, you play as Jin Sakai... It start the game opens with the Mongols invading and totally destroying all of the samurais, and then you are left for dead on the beach. You're rescued by a thief, and then it's the first half of the game is about you trying to rescue your uncle, the lord of the island, and then the second half is about you um, trying to kill Ku- uh, Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Genghis Khan's like grandson. And this is loosely based on historical events, right? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the invasion of Tsushima is a real thing. So, yeah. The Mongolian invasion of Tsushima, um, there was two. Uh, and then this one was the first one, the first time they kind of appeared there. And then they were, um, the, like, the whole mythos around it is that a um, tsunami wave like caused the Mongol army ships to all get destroyed. And otherwise, you know, they would have invaded successfully pretty much like their, their type of warfare. What the Mongols were doing was so um, the samurai were so ill-equipped to, to handle that, um, that if it hadn't been for that natural disaster, the Mongolian invasion would have been really successful. Um, which I think is why in this game, Jin Sakai takes on this idea that, like, in order to defeat these guys, we I have to change. I can't be, I can't withhold myself and to stick to like my samurai code that my uncle taught. Right, me. like that. That's a that's a big part of the conflict in the game is that your uncle wants you to uphold the traditions of the samurai, and Jin's over here like, yo, no, <laughs> like right. I need to save our people and our country. I, I I will give up my own sense of honor, but I will straight stealth murder these dudes and poison them and do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. And your uncle's like, oh, it's not honorable. I don't know about that, fam. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of the uh, a lot of the conflict is uh you as you progress and get new abilities and get more desperate you stray further from the path that you start the game truly believing in. The samurai. And then you go closer and closer to that of the ghost. The ghost. Now, I have to say that as a young man, um, I was what most would say uh, a a, a very, very heavy weeaboo personality. Did, um, did yeah by the way did did you just call up uh, uh sucker punch studios and sony and just specifically write the design document for this game and say please so, make this so for me so james knows cuz i've had this conversation with him before like this is the game that like i felt has never been done before like a game that is truly like looking at samurai in somewhat of a historical context with some sort of a level of realism behind it not like Ninja Gaiden, right? Like, where it's just like over the top anime action or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some sort of almost like super natural talent to this character, and I get that. But like, the amount of um, attention that they gave, like the detail of the island of Tsushima, and like just like you know Japanese birds and like historical artifacts you can find, and this the honor system that like he's fighting against like there's just so many things that i this is exactly what i wanted like my whole life i've wanted this kind of like set deep so much so this is the first ever ever collector's edition i've ever purchased of a video game like i was that much enthralled just to let you know just how in-depth they went with the uh not so much realism because they they're they're yeah this is this is heavily based on japanese cinema's take on samurai exactly. in that yeah. land not aiming for true historical accuracy but but this is one of i think the fourth only ever western developed game that got perfect scores by famitsu in japan mm-hmm. and they specifically cited just like i oh i, I believe it was um oh which developer in Japan did they interview and they he goes the interview went they what did you think about it and he goes I am uh, ashamed that Japan did not make this game 
yeah. Like yeah, this game is so good, it should have been made from for us by us, but uh, we they were blown away by it, and just I don't. I, I'm torn because the game has like the Kurosawa mode where it goes into the black, black and white filter and and changes the frames per second to match the film. Mm-hmm. So That's you awesome. can get like the but the problem is like the game is so beautiful and color is such a big part of that that I feel like you're almost you're missing, missing out, out if you yeah. don't play it. Totally. Like this yeah. is a game that has a, this built their built-in photo mode, which lots of games have. Oh but in God, this game, it's, it's 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 a new level of of quality, and it almost feels at home because of its cinematic like nature right. and homages. So you always want to like stop and take pic- that picture, and you can change all these settings and make it even more cinematic. Oh man, I don't even know how many I took. It's I've never seen a photo mode like this. Ever. Like I've I've never really paid attention to photo modes much, but like this is one I had to spend time in because of how many options. I mean, you could change weather, time. How much wind is blowing? Like the particle the, effects. Particle effects. You you screen. can put the, uh, the the black bars for the yep. cinema look. You can have the uh, the Ghost of Tsushima logo flash. You can have stuff stamped on the screen. Like I mean, like as you're just frozen in time, right? And and all these little things are being like it's kind of insane. It's kind of insane. Give it up, Breath of the Wild. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is to me. This is gonna set the precedent um, in a lot of ways for because there's like this type of genre. Yeah, for like open world games, like open world and also navigation systems like the whole the navigation system for this game is basically just color, wind and how the wind is moving. Animals will be running in the direction you should go. Um, And they try to get a lot of the sort of heads up display out of your face a little bit. I love that. Just looking at the previews, the just like diegetic waypoint markers because there's nothing on the HUD. But yes. just things just guide you. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, you'll be just strolling around, and you'll and the little bird will tweet, and you'll know you're nearing something. Yeah. And then you you'll find foxes that'll lead you to other places. And the the way you can just swipe up on the D pad's touch screen to summon the wind, instead of having like a glowing marker path arrows or anything, the wind will just blow in the direction you need to go. Also, can I point out this is uh, it took. To the very last exclusive for Sony to figure out how to properly use the swipe pad on their touch on their yeah, controller. Yeah, really like well. I've never used that thing like ever until this game, and it's like four different uses that were all beneficial. I was like, what the hell? This is awesome. I also like the little Ocarina of Time thing where you had little flute songs yes. that would change the weather for you. Yeah. Because I always preferred playing in thunderstorms, so I would always just play the thunder song. Nice. Song of storms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their own version of that, and you swipe right. He takes out his little flute, and and the weather changes. Um, well, for me, it was always swiping left and sheathing my sword, and some awesome. Uh, oh yeah, we you could always just that you flip and you can just swipe the blood yeah. off. Like, I forget what it's uh, called. There's like a name for that. The samurai called it, or they call it in in their like the martial art or whatever. It's like getting the blood off the sword and sheathing it back in. I call it the "fuck you, I just won" button. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I, I like whenever I like finish like like if I did a particularly flawless, you know, killing of like twenty dudes at some camp or something, just <sighs> some, they, like never saw me. I would just do that at the end and just like yeah. That that's the other thing is this game. Few games they either heavily rely on stealth or they heavily rely on action, and the other side suffers. Mm-hmm. But this game, you can play almost everything in stealth or everything just 
go straight up and call them out into a, a standoff and then just cut through them all and they yeah. both feel really satisfying and like so so for me i've always really been enthralled by like the samurai thing the romanticized version of samurai right not like you said not necessarily historical yeah. accuracy is what we're going for here but it's the fact that they gave so much honor to that sort of dramatic romantic samurai from film and stuff was perfect but i also grew up loving the tenchu series uh on ps1 and ps2 yeah. And like we haven't seen a game like that in years, and like people have always wanted, and like to me, it filled that void a little bit. Like I, I started out being all honorable and challenging people to duels, and by the end of it, I was just like black mask and flying cape and just going on rooftops and stealthing people because like I missed that too, you know. Um, yeah, you could do both. Ah, uh, it's and then and the game with its upgrade system lets you tailor it. You can eventually unlock everything if you explore everything and 100 percent it so you eventually get everything but it's just really cool uh switching the stances so quickly based on who you're fighting it just flows really naturally the parry system is really well done well the combat uh, system is insanely good and then once you unlock ghost mode it just that is such a cool moment where because so james when you can kill a certain amount of enemies in a row without taking damage yourself you unlock ghost mode which turns the screen into a black, white, and red filter. And it's like you going into like bloodlust mode and you can one hit kill anybody for three hits. And at the same time, everyone starts, all the Mongols start running away from you and like tripping over themselves. Yeah. They get, they, they get terrorized. Oh, yeah. it's so cool. That's fantastic. Well, that feels particularly rewarding, I think, because the combat is so not that normally so like yeah as as deadly as a weapon as the the katana they, they wanted a katana to feel very deadly so when you do those call out duels you know one strike will kill your opponent and if if you fail you almost like you lose like almost your whole life and then like in regular combat outside of that it's i mean you know it, it doesn't take long for you to die and and but there's a lot of kind of kind of blocking and counterplay and finding the right stance and everything. So it's it makes you think a lot while you're fighting. Um, and uh -huh. like I said, they make it very easy to switch stances and stuff. So but so when you actually turn on that ghost mode and you get to just like three free kills, the and they're bloody and gory and like uh, you know, it's so cool. It feels so rewarding. Like or the when combat you can, is kind of so rewarding in this game. Or when you can stealth kill a commander and do the terrorize thing. Yeah. When you unlock like slaughter. And you, do, yeah. you just decapitate their commander and hold his head up and go, like, run. Ah. Yeah. yeah. It it's, is it's fantastic. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is if you do go stealth a lot, you'll find that, like, the AI is not perfect. Like, no, there's definitely. Smart. Yeah. There's games that I think try to do stealth a lot more specifically. And so they're maybe able to spend. I have a few more like rules, I guess, um, for their AI and stuff. Whereas this, it's a little bit more open to how you want to do so. So because of that, you get into some weird scenarios where, like, I mean, I'm like right next to a guy, <laughs> you know, you know, and he's, in real life, like this would never work. But it's a stupid AI. So yeah. yeah, I saw a clip where like somebody was trying to stealth kill, and then he like messed up and got spotted, and then like ran inside a hut, and then yeah. like all the guys just gathered at the entrance to the hut. And like yeah. nobody would go in, and then he was just picking off the guys one by one at the entrance <laughs> to yeah. the hut because the AI yeah. had no idea what to do. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing happens from time to time. But 
Um, and then probably my favorite part, um, favorite mechanic in the game is the the true dual mode, which is like um, it actually it kind of separates itself from like the normal combat and becomes more like a, a Dark Souls esque sort of like boss fight. Uh, you get this long life bar for the opponent. It always starts out with this like intro where it's like panning to like their hand on their sword hilt and like it's very dramatic. Um, it has like some cool framing where like the characters like really far apart, just staring at each other. That classic samurai showdown sort of um, thing. And then it goes into just this like yeah, like, almost like Dark Souls. You do a lot of dodging, um, unblockable attacks, and mm-hmm. parrying when you can. And finding the opportune moments to break the defense and, and finally yeah. Playing. So like anything that glows blue, you can parry. Anything that glows red, you have to dodge. So and then there's four main types of enemies with a couple other like long range type people. So the combat can get really intricate real quick, depending on uh, how far in the game you are. Yep. So I mean, the game is is packed full of features it is gorgeous sound design was particularly great um and uh, and yeah and story is enjoyable and i mean i i give it a 10 out of 10 for sure oh man wow. oh hell yeah like 100 percent. like this was here, here's the thing that blew me away most about ghost of tsushima and, and i know based on what you've been saying you were always going to be a big fan of it Oh, yeah. uh, just based on the subject material. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, you have, like, so this game was revealed. There was, like, the four final PS4 games that were had been, like, shown off all, over, all at once. And then they were drip released. And then they became, like, the final games of the PlayStation. Those were Last of Us 2, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, and oh, what was the fourth one? It was... um. Oh, the one that came out right before Spider-Man. Hold on. I'm going to talk. Spider-Man PS4. I don't think it was. No, no. So Spider-Man was um, 2018. Okay, so PS4 games of 2018. Because I'm going to feel real dumb when I remember this. Oh, the new God of War, maybe? No. God of War. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. God of War. So yeah, God of War, Spider-Man, Last of Us 2, and Ghost of Tsushima were all like announced right around the same time. Yeah. And they became like the pillars of Sony's like E3 and PSX and their game shows. That Ghost of Tsushima E3, man. Oh my God. So good. Right? But but at the same time, like it was the one game that that didn't have a you like a something behind it that made you yeah. know that you were gonna yeah. like it. It was, it was totally it was a brand unknown. new IP. It right. was completely no unlike anything Sucker Punch had done. Yeah. You know, it, it it especially and it felt weird being the game released after Last of Us. Like when you played Last of Us, you think this should have been the PS4 swan song, and then Ghost of Tsushima comes out and you're like, holy crap! Oh, this is so much better than I had yeah. ever thought. It was, it's it it it. Showed me so many things about the open world genre that I'm going to be so bummed aren't taken over. Like, I don't think I ever appreciated the lack of a HUD as much as I did than when I was playing Ghost. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, it's setting a precedent that I I hope people who, you know, other open world games stemming from henceforth will, will look at this and go, like, this was majorly successful let's let's try to do things like that also just in general uh games about fucking samurai can we just get more of those 
Yeah. Because those never exist unless they're like a fighting game like Samurai Showdown, which is yeah. fine. Like It's fine. But like I want to be immersed into the samurai like culture and just, and just be well, a samurai. To be fair, um, there are lots of samurai games lately. They're just not true samurai games. Like you, you, we had Neo and Neo Two oh, in the yeah. last couple of years. That's oh, yeah, I, I that... know, but that's what I'm saying. There have been samurai games, yeah. just not samurai games. You know what my favorite samurai game was before this? Well, there's there's probably two. Besides that Tenchu. Yeah, well, Tenchu was just a game I played a, a lot of. But I mean, is that's it Bushido more... Blade? Because for me, it's yeah. Bushido so Blade. it's 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 actually it's the one that was an honorary uh, sort of homage to Bushido Blade on the PS2 called Kengo. Like no one's yes. ever heard of this game. Oh, okay. I have Kengo. Except for Matt, I own yeah, Kengo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I was playing a crap ton of Kengo in anticipation for Ghost of Tsushima. Like that game, like you're just a samurai. You're in a dojo with a wooden bucket, and you're like learning and then you finally get a sword and to go to like your own tournament and you're like meditating and shit like that's what i want i just want to be immersed and instead they give you neo and uh the sh- well, shadow heroes die twice whatever sakiro sakiro bullshit. And then, uh, oh don't don't forget um uh the animusha remake yeah yeah animusha's I've, I've mixed feelings about animusha but I feel you. I, uh, I hope we get more games like this. If there's one thing I've learned about the games industry, if something's successful, go well, get copycats. Now's a good time to segue. Why not? Uh, let's get into our top five PS4 games. Um, now, I got a list for this. Um, what did you guys come up with? Is Ghost of Tsushima? It sounds like, by your guys' glowing uh, review of Ghost of Tsushima, it sounds like it's going to be on your top five list. I mean, best game of the PS4 ever. Wow. Right? Wow. Okay. See, I don't, I don't know if I'll go that far, but I that's will my, say that's it's... my review. Okay, let me see. Um, I do think The Last of Us probably has to be on there. But... I'd, I'd agree. Also, why is James part of this conversation? He refuses to play any of them. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, 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 I only included games that I've like actually played, and my you, least did my list even is five. Uh, I got five, but it's um, the ones at the bottom of my list are kind of weak. Like I, uh, like Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, no, <laughs> that's near the top of my. Hey, you like that game as much as I, I know. Do. I'm just fucking. With you. Uh, no, I threw like Street Fighter V, which like I like Street Fighter V, but come on, that's not. Uh, that's definitely not a top five PlayStation exclusive. Um, it is not. I, I threw in like Persona Five, a game I think it's good. I, I I don't think that game is great, but it's good. Um, the only one, the only one that you guys might not have that I might fight for is Yakuza Zero. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll give you that. I guess I I love Yakuza Zero. But that's is it? A, I guess yeah. So yeah, the way we're doing this is originally PS4 exclusive. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah no, Yakuza Zero is now on Xbox. Oh, so shit. Is it really? Oh, well, it was for a while. Well, it was, well, it, it was, it was well, for uh, up until last month. Yeah, so oh, I mean, well, but, but that's what I mean. Like, we should we should do originally released exclusively on PS4, I think, because there's a lot of them that have been eventually eventually get ported. Yeah, yeah and I've well, been through I, I'm not this. counting ones that got ported to PC, because yeah. if that was true, the Xbox would never have any exclusives. But I feel like if it went to Xbox, it no longer is exclusive. At least that's my take. So 
Also, it makes it easier because then I don't have to to vote against Yakuza Zero if I can just go. Well, it's not an exclusive, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. However, we want to do this because yeah, there's there's games that obviously wind up on PC. There's games that apparently Yakuza had an Xbox release that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, but yeah, what, what's on your guys' list? Uh, pretty much uh, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I feel like Until Dawn deserves some consideration. Wow, okay. I know I, If it was a top 10, I'd give you Until Dawn, but I don't know if I could let it crack top 5. Right. It's a controversial pick. I, I just had a lot of fun with that, Matt, for the same reason you talked about. Like That's one that me and my wife kind of played together because like, she was so entertained by just the silly story and everything so so that one made my list um uh, if i may just interject real quick just to let yeah. james know uh xbox just recently got zero kiwami and kiwami 2 so nice. three four and five and six are still playstation exclusives yeah but the I've, first three are xbox i've been waiting for three four five and six to well six is on pc but i've been waiting for three four and five to come to pc I'm eagerly awaiting. You do know you own a PlayStation. Right? I know. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> I, I guess I, I just don't understand the concept of depriving yourself from games you want to play for an undisclosed amount of years. Well, here's for the no thing. Reason. Well, here's it's the thing. My wife, easier. my wife is like taking the PlayStation like up into her office. So, like, now it's, like, less convenient for me to use the PlayStation because i got to, like, bring it out of her office and down to the yeah. living room. Or I have to go to play in her because office. Of all it's those times you were using it without that, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I really have no exclu- excuse other than I'm just an asshole and I like to play everything on either the Switch or the PC. It's just, I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. how I like to play it. I don't know. It's fine. When you get a PlayStation Five, we'll go through the whole thing again. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm I'm trying to stall for Justin here in case he's got any more he wants to add to his list. So it sounded like uh, a lukewarm interest in Yakuza Zero. What about I, the only game I, I I thought this might come up on maybe Matt's list? What about Bloodborne? Really. Um, I'm not a Dark Souls guy, buddy. Bloodborne oh, did nothing for me. That would I never be. Even played it. That oh shit. Okay, I am. That's the other game I'm waiting to come out on PC. That's that would be at the tippy top of my PlayStation exclusives. I have heard a lot of smoke to that. I one. have heard. I have it heard is, that as well. It is. Uh, Sony is going to start putting their games on play on PC. Not all of them. The what I've heard from my inside scoops, a.k.a. people that actually work there, is um, if a game has a sequel coming out on PlayStation 5, they're going to release the original on PC to drive up demand and just build easy revenue. That's why Horizon got dropped on PC. That's why you're going to see um, oh God, uh, God of War will be hitting PC, most likely. You'll eventually see Spider-Man on PC. Uh, stuff like that, but it's going to depend on when the sequels are announced and or coming out. Gotcha. So whenever Bloodborne 2 or the next uh, From Software Souls game is Elden announced, Ring. Yeah. I'm talking about after that. I think Elden Ring is being uh, canceled on current and being is becoming a next-gen game, and that's why you haven't seen anything of it. Probably. Probably. 
Yeah, uh, hopefully that's good news for both a PC port of Bloodborne and uh, a potential Bloodborne 2. Uh, all right, what about Final Fantasy VII Remake, the other great PlayStation exclusive release this year? If you can agree to put it down to, like, number five. Wow, there's four games. There's four Bro. games better than Final Fantasy VII Remake? There's more than five. There's multiple. Oh, man. I enjoyed 7, but you have to understand there was so many better games for me. Okay, all right. Let's hear some of those. Does that make your... Okay. Well, I I thought we were still just kind of like dicking around and to see if (laughs) it's going to return. I'm stalling as long as I can. Where is Justin? We're using the stalling to shit all over James's choices, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can throw out some more. I don't know. We can just shit on my choices until... Uh, Justin gets back. I don't know, Leo. Would Final Fantasy VII remake make your top five? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that might be. I might round out my top five certainly. Okay. Here's um, the true PlayStation exclusive champion, Iron Man VR. Oh. Okay. Uh huh. Can't say I played that one. Just I kidding. Noticed- I noticed that's still factory gone. sealed. It's still days gone. Oh, Signed man, by the that... entire development team. Including oh. fucking uh, Fuck the Oscars guy? No, wait, I'm confusing You're that. You're thinking of a way out. I'm thinking of a way out. I'm definitely thinking of a way out. What's days gone? I can't even remember what days, days gone, gone is. Days gone is the uh, motorcycle zombie game. Oh, nice. The zombie oh. game, but also if it was Sons of Anarchy. Right, it has kind of a... Sons of Anarchy through a look. That I like that game because it and I mentioned this in Ghost of Tsushima, but there's so many like story cliches that you can kind of see things coming, but I really appreciate a lot of the more recent Sony games have bucked that trend and stuff like Last of Us completely swerves you. Days Gone flipped every cliche that you think would happen in a zombie post-apocalyptic storyline on its head. And it was great. I don't know if you care about spoilers, but I probably guess I won't go into any. But the story of that game was better than it is literally any right to be. Hey, the uh, rule is if if we're reviewing it on the Good Games podcast, we go full spoilers. So well, I mean, but we're not reviewing it. So no, no. But I mean, if we review that sometime, then we can. It's go like full two and a half years old now. Now I don't know. I'll play it, man. Hey, like I said. As a professional courtesy, I'll play any game we decide to review, even if it's old. Okay, so I guess we can both agree, like Leo and I can both agree that Ghost and Last of Us should be on the list, right? Absolutely. It sounds like it. Sounds like it. Absolutely. Okay. So I would also two, like to make a case for Marvel. Marvel. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. Okay. I, I can't disagree with that. Okay, so... And it's because of that that I know I will not get Astrobot rescue mission in, but I want it added as an honorable mention as your guest. All right, honorable absolutely. Mention. Honorable yeah. mention as the best VR game of all time and oh. one of the best platformers of all time, and it's so fucking cute. If you play it and your heart doesn't melt, you literally are dead inside. Oh. That is That has actually been scientifically proven. Um, that, just look it up. That makes me want to play it, certainly. It's... Okay, so one of my good friends, Matt Piscatella, he's an analyst for uh, the NPD. They're the ones that do all the video game sales analysis. And he will always agree with me that Astrobot is actually the all-time best PlayStation exclusive. Oh, wow. All right. In terms of sales. 
Oh, in terms of sales, no. It's just his personal favorite as oh, well. Okay. Oh, okay. So, because gotcha. when it actually comes down to it, Astrobot is my number one PlayStation exclusive. Wow. Oh man. When I found out they announced the sequel for PS5, I was like, I am buying a PS5. I guess <laughs> right yeah. away. That it, good? Huh? I will. I will buy All it. Right. Just so the question is whether or not I'm going to have to use my honorable mention on Seven Remake or on Bloodborne, because it sounds like one of those two is not going to make it based on your guys' uh, preferences. Well, it's just it's such a shame because there's so many games that we haven't even talked about. Like, if we keep Final Fantasy Seven on the list, then that's four or five right now. And that means we have to choose between God of War, Horizon, Uncharted, like all of these other big... All, all of those sound like a fifth fourth or fifth spot that's what i'm saying time. like yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's part right, of why so, i love playstation so much this generation is because oh, so even trying games. to even trying to bring just the exclusives down not over even overall games right and then i it's for the first time like it's so weird compared to how the 360 went but trying to come up with five generation defining xbox one games almost can't be done right no. <laughs> yeah because you've got, I don't know, for me, Sunset Overdrive, and I guess I'll count both Ori games, and then then what do you have? A Gears and a Forza, and maybe not even Halo, because Halo 5 was just trash. But I don't know, man. It's weird. Well, you know, it is console-defining, defining, I guess. It's trash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, just jabbing at the Xbox guys. I know five, right, I mean, right, five was right. so bad that they had to delay Infinite because the re- initial reception to Halo Infinite made them lose all confidence, and so they delayed it like half a year. Yeah. All right. So uh, number four, Final Fantasy VII remake, and then number five, we got to choose between what was it? Uh... Oh no, five would be Final Fantasy VII remake. Whatever okay. We well, then next what's would number be four? number four. All right. Between. So, Leo, did you of God of War, Uncharted, or Horizon? Which did you play all three of those? Uh, yes. Specifically, Uncharted: Lost Legacy, which I think ekes out four for me. I don't. I think I last one I played was four. Okay, Lost Legacy uh, was the one that followed four, and was gotcha. the girls only storyline. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't play that. Okay. But four was great. Four was amazing. Yes. Um. And I hadn't played any Uncharted before four, so I had to actually play. I got the PS, um, the stream. All service. the Drake collection. Oh, you got PlayStation Now just for that. Uh, just to go play all of the. Now, other what, did, what did you series. think of that? Going back and playing those. Did uh, you feel- they weren't great. <laughs> that, that I I know Matt is a super super Uncharted guy. Yeah. I like. They're okay. For me. I just fucking struggled through all of those games. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I they were simple. It was they were simple to me. Like, the right. the setting was kind of cool because I'm kind of a big Indiana Jones fan, so it's like it had that kind of a feel, which was cool. But it was just silly to me in terms of like game design. But well, that, yeah, the problem is like especially Uncharted One. The story is great, but the game right. itself yes. is very 2007. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and, and Uncharted fun. Two. I think still is super fun because the jump in quality from one to two is very stark. Yeah. Uh, um, two to three is kind of like a, a, a 
parallel jump mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then three to four is another huge yeah. jump and that's for me i knew that like four would be kind of the creme de la creme when i played through all those so I, that pushed me through until i got to four and then four was like bam. I think that was kind um, so, of my problem with those games is that they were billed as Indiana Jones. Like, they were marketed as you yeah. get to be Indiana Jones. But this is not, not really exactly. what Nathan Drake is. He's like Indiana Jones with, like, a murder fetish. <laughs> Just it's a video so... game. Look, you know if they made an Indiana Jones game, he'd be murdering people, too. It's I know. Just, I know. Look, it's a video but, game. But we, did, do... we did make a lot of jokes in in over the years of uh, – the homicidal maniac, uh, <laughs> Nathan Drake, just just murder machine. Yes. It's like if, if you're an indigenous person, uh, oh, you're getting like, murdered. You are dead. I, like, I always saw it as like uh, Nathan Drake is just what happens to Max Payne after he ends up crash landing in some island or somewhere. You know, still has all of his skills with guns and his will to kill. Pretty much. Just the same person. But yeah, All so right. I guess we got to decide with that fifth yeah. one. God, I mean, oh, um, God of War, Horizon, or Uncharted. For me, uh, I feel like Horizon has the edge. Because, like, I've never been a huge God of War guy, and I recognize that this latest release was, was like, the best that I've played in terms of God of War because, like, it was so different. <laughs> so um, I like the direction that they took it in, but it's still like I'm I'm I tend to like more of an open world, uh, totally unknown sort of like interesting world where like you know it's not based on Greek mythology or or you know Norse mythology or whatever. Like it's it was kind of cool that it was just like exploring this almost like it reminded me of Star Wars where like they built this whole universe almost around the world of horizon, um, zero dawn. And, um, and it, in terms of an open world game was like a game changer, um, in a lot of ways. So I, I would, I would say that one has the edge for me. Okay. All right. You, know so I can... mm. you can what? I, I completely forgot what our top five was at this point. I, I know. Oh, I know it. Ghost okay. of Tsushima was. Uh, we haven't figured out the placement yet. Right. We Before we announced was Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. Last of Us Two. Yeah. And, and now Astrobot is honorable mention. And Bloodborne. Honorable Bloodborne also an honorable mention. And uh, now, what do you think of that, Justin? Now that you're back. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> um. I've only, or do you have anything else? Well, you actually put my two games on there already. Probably the only okay. two games I really ever played on there because I've only owned the PlayStation for two years. So Spider-Man and Final Fantasy VII Remake. So okay, job. you All got right. my list. Get nailed it. You covered it. So it's, it just comes down to do I agree with Horizon or do I want to fight for another one? And I'm going to have to say I agree with Horizon. I can't believe you're not going to fight for Uncharted. I love Uncharted, but again, let this signal to you how good PlayStation's exclusive lineup was this they, generation. They, it's they, a very they, close they, call. Very strong, like, very strong. Any, yeah. any of those, I think, could be in the top five, the ones that we might, Uncharted, Horizon. Like, if we were doing top ten, it'd be a lot easier to throw it on there. Like, we'd be all happy. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We, we, would have, we would actually already have our top ten right now. Bloodborne, Ashaba, Uncharted. Don't forget Death Stranding. And then we could throw in Till Dawn at number 10. I don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we can throw yeah. Death Stranding in the trash. <laughs> you mean the best game of all time, James? It's on PC now. Shouldn't you be loving it? <laughs> no. I have not. I... I still have yet to play it, actually. Yeah, same. And I had, same. had so much hype originally. Same. And... Same. I've been, I've been shitting on it, but I haven't actually played it. All right, uh, so that's... Wait, 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 did we decide on an order? Is that the order? We have not uh, decided on the order yet. I... It sounded like Tsushima's first, right? Or I guess... Well, I, I would put Spider-Man over Ghost. Wow. Personally, but, but bottom, so I think... Me. It's so hard. Because they're all so good. Well, I mean, especially those three. Like... Oh, I don't know, man. Spider-Man was really, really good. Wait, you it was good. I you I, I didn't over think. Ghost of Tsushima? Well, I don't I, think he would, but I, I don't guess... know that I would. But like, it is a tough. That is a I'm very close call. With how much you guys just praised that game, I'm surprised. But yeah, you guys a were good game though. Well, you For didn't me, have it's me on praise Spider-Man. So <laughs> we'll have to do a review on Spider-Man next, and then figure out the. We already did. That was. Oh, we did. You know, we can do PS5 with Matt though. With Matt. No, no, we can just wait till Miles comes out on PS5. Oh, true, 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 true. I'll have to go back and review our review of it to really remember who who gets the edge. Well, I, what's funny is I remember us not... I, I remember we liked it, but I don't think we were, like, super-duper jazzed about it. I remember it didn't I was even super make... Jazzed. You were, it didn't even make your top five games of the year that year. I went back and listened to that episode. You you omitted Spider Man from the twenty eight games of the year. But remember that before it came out, I said it would be the game of the year. You and did. You were like, and you're like, on what platform? And I was like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. This is it, gentlemen. Game? This is it. Our best game of the year. This is top honors for 2018. Here we go. Leo's gonna start. Best overall game for me goes to Super Smash Brothers. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's the order here? What's number five? Final Fantasy VII is number right, five. five. I'm fine with that. Okay. I th I think four Horizon. Okay, yeah, I like that. Uh, okay. Three would then be. Um, oh god, what was our fifth game? Um, go oh, okay, so then the question goes Spider-Man, Last of Us, or Ghost? I'm, I'm cool with Ghost being number two or one. I don't know which. So for me personally, it would go Last, Ghost, Spider-Man. But it, honestly, those three could be mixed anyway, and I'd be happy. I think, I, I think I'm Pat. I think I would switch... Spider-Man and Ghost there, but I, honestly, I don't care. The top three, it's really hard to... Okay, so you'd say switch Spider-Man and Ghost, which means you agree Last of Us at three as well. Yeah, I would agree with Last of Us. Okay, so we've got the we got the bottom three uh, locked down, so then it just becomes Ghost or Spider-Man, and, and uh, you said that Spider-Man was one of your choices, right, Justin? Yeah, but that's only because it was like some of the very few games I played on my PlayStation. Yes, but I think by the virtue of it being the only game on all three of us... Ooh, that it should true. get the, the edge over Ghost. I enjoyed Spider-Man cinematically very much. I found like some of the... <laughs> some of I can't wait to go back and out. listen to our old Spider-Man episode. I swear to God, we were all kind of like, eh. Not me. I probably wasn't in that one, so... 
No, you weren't in that one. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, not having experienced ghosts, I'm not... You guys, like, gave it so much praise. Like, I... I'm not gonna lie, you guys made me interested in playing Ghosts. Yeah. You should fucking play it. I you mean, play all of these games. Man. Here's the thing, James. I'm definitely not saying Spider-Man should be number one. I feel like Ghosts should be number one. Okay. And I mean, like, you know, we're making a, a little bit of a collaborative top five here, but I mean, I definitely think it should be in the top three for sure. Oh, and that's, uh, that's, that's a guarantee. But like, to me, The Last of Us 2, Spider-Man, and Ghosts, the order of which where we put I, doesn't that's like I think that there's so it's hard to really for a lot of people have different reasons to choose. Do we have an actual tie here? The problem is like how much of it is recency bias? Like it's right. so easy for like the newest hype game to to hold that echelon in your mind. So I always sure. try and like keep that in the back. And of that's why I, I that's why I definitely I like Spider Man above Last of Us too because I do think. Last of Us Two had some shortcomings in the story that I wasn't. I wasn't. I think as happy overall with the experience as I was with Spider Man, that I recall, as I recall it. Which is really saying more worse oh, about Last of Us than Spider Man at number one. Can we just put no, Spider Man at number one? <laughs> All right, fine. Spider Man, think... Ghost, Last of Us, Horizon. Final Fantasy, Honorable Mention, Astrobot, and Bloodborne. I like it. Sounds good. I like it. And Intel Dumb. I feel like we're gonna have like an endless debate. <laughs> Those two damn games we're gonna. I I am dying to listen to our Spider-Man review. My memory of that game was that it was good but not great, and that was our consensus. All right. Well, anyway, just wait till this holiday when I play Miles, and then I shit all over you for your hatred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. That's the definitive top five PlayStation 4 exclusives for this generation. Uh, all right. Um, let's endorse some stuff, yeah? Yeah. All right, uh, I'll go first. I got a, I got a quick one. Um, let, me, uh, let me check a score real quick here. Um, oh, my God, we're in overtime. All right, I'm going to endorse sports. Wow, that was super cheesy. Um, no, okay, here's the thing. Was that part um, of it? Like you wanted to like look at your sports thing and then endorse the sports? Like here's the thing. I got I got I got I got a thing. Uh we're we're entering obviously it's it's coronavirus and everything's weird right now and everything's subject to change and nothing is certain. But uh for like the first time ever, there are going to be a bunch of major sports all on television, all broadcast all simultaneously we're gonna have uh, probably by the time most people are listening to this we're gonna have football season coinciding with baseball season with basketball season with hockey season uh like all these major sports have been delayed the so they're perfect all storm of sports yeah get into sports and specifically i'm going to endorse hockey uh the tampa bay lightning uh are playing right now they are almost hopefully we're tie game right now uh, hopefully we win this. We'll be in the conference finals, which is like the semifinals for, you know, the Stanley Cup. And then we win that and we'll play for the Stanley Cup. Anyway, uh, I've been watching a lot of hockey. I, I, I usually don't watch the regular season of hockey. I just watch the Stanley Cup. But, like, hockey is such an exciting game. Like, it's it's, it's like soccer is – Oh, my God. It's like nonstop yeah. action except yeah. for, like, when they, uh, you know – 
when there's not action, when when they, you know, flick the puck out of bounds or when there's, you know, a penalty or a whistle or something. But, like, when the game is on, it's just action always yeah. because it doesn't have the problem of soccer. Like, soccer has this huge oh, midfield soccer's where they're just pass, passing the ball around forever. Like, yeah. hockey doesn't like, have that. They get one goal in, like, four hours or something. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, the rink is so small and, like, there's... Also, also, yeah, the rink is so small, so you, you, you don't have that midfield problem of, like, the ball being in the center of the field and nothing's exciting. Yeah. Uh, also, can I just say how wildly impressive it is... That they can get a goal. That, that anyone can do this at all. That, it's a like, super impressive people, like, I, set of skills. It's crazy! People, yeah. I, I can't... First, skate. ice skating. I ice skating uh, yeah, first. Ice skating. I can't even right. do that. I can't do it. I cannot it's like, stand... hey, you want to pick up like, a new... They can fly... It's, when they it's oh, insane. insane. It is yeah. insane. Yeah. They can, they can, their control on skates is so impressive. But at they're the like same Michael time, Scott on the skate, on they're, the they're passing this puck around and like the alertness that they all have because you know they're well, they're and the always puck is moving 300 miles an hour too on this ice yes. too. So yes, like, yes. I mean... yeah, the, the amount of control they have over themselves and the puck and the awareness they have of where their teammates are and where the opposing uh, team is. Because, right, if you have the puck, the other guy can come just check you in the face yeah, and yeah. you're dead. So, yeah. like, you have to always be aware of where everyone is at all times or else you get blown up. Um, anyway, hockey is very, very exciting. I like hockey. I'm going to endorse sports, specifically hockey. Pro hockey players must have PTSD, all that action. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. hockey for the same reason I like basketball. Yeah, like that, that sort of smaller field. Yep. And there's always action. Action yeah. always happens. Always, yeah. They're always going back and forth, always moving. Yeah, like I love football, but there's a lot of downtime in football. Right. Yeah. Football, it's like you that downtime until it kind of climaxes at some major end zone, you know, drama, and then it kind of goes back to like, yeah. Um, well, let me tell you about my journey um, as it started with Ghost of Tsushima. So, before Ghost of Tsushima came out, I was looking for ways to kill the time and and do something with my excitement for this game to be released. So um, I started watching lots of uh, samurai, uh, classic samurai cinema. Um, oh, some Kurosawa? Some Kurosawa, some other just random things recommended by p people that were like sort of in that, you know, kind of like an homage, you know, to those classic films and stuff. Um, and then I started watching them. I started watching some anime here and there, uh, just different Japanese things. And then that led to me saying like hey let me try learning some japanese because like i was just like chilling out with a newborn and a phone in my hand couldn't really be on a computer and so i already endorsed uh, previously duolingo for that reason well let me go and continue with that and say then i thought how cool would it be to like practice japanese in a way that is like fun and interesting for me and then i downloaded pokemon and uh like played the Pokemon game and was like, let me play the TCG card game and see if I can like get like some Japanese cards and stuff and practice like learning my Japanese. Then I ended up getting addicted to the Pokemon trading card game. And now you guys know I'm like our I'm like our trading card game subject matter expert. Oh yeah. I'm I'm very critical of the card games because magic is the greatest of all time. I will say that I can now confidently straddle the line between magic and pokemon as like games i'll always play like there's a lot of card games that i'll try and it's like it's cute but like i'm never gonna play hearthstone again like you know the spiral tower thing like it's cute 
but it's like I'm not really going to play it. If you invite me to a game of Pokemon trading card game, I will always sit and play with you just like as if you invited me to play Magic. Pokemon, really? Wow. Surprisingly, right? right? Like, I never really considered that because I think, you know, it's it's definitely catered more towards a younger audience. And, you know, we all had Pokemon cards at one point or another, but no one ever really knew how to play the game when we were kids. I went back and actually, like, learned how to play the game, got it plugged into the community a little bit. They have a free software you can download just like mtg uh, it's called the pokemon online or something and uh yeah it's a fantastic game it's it's better than most tcgs that like a lot of people really like get into uh these days so um surprisingly good i i endorse the pokemon trading card and really just pokemon in general sword okay. and shield is good pokemon go yeah like there's just pokemon Ex- man especially the expansion for sword shield like very dude, good. Really? Okay. Just just play Pokemon, guys. It's all good. It's it's still good. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that became that they just, board. They just released the Mega Evolutions into I saw that. Yeah, I don't know what that means yet in terms of like Pokemon Go, like Pokemon steroids. So you do uh, I know what it a Pokemon Evolution. You do Pokemon Mega Raids and instead of catching a Pokemon you get mega energy. And then you can use that energy oh, to so mega evolve mega specific evolve Pokemon, but yeah. it's only for a timed set amount. So you have to save that energy for when you're about to go into a raid or a PvP, and then you can activate the Mega Evolution, and for a brief couple minutes, they're like stupid powerful. Well, that's my problem, is I have I just reinstalled Pokemon Go. I, I, as I said, like as part of this endorsement, like once I started getting into Pokemon, I just got into all these Pokemon things at the same time. And I hadn't played Pokemon Go since it originally came out, like that summer when everyone was outside for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now they have added Back all these when people things. people went outside? Dude, everyone came out of the yeah, woodworks for Pokemon Go. Like, people were just walking outside and it's like, I've never seen you outside in my life. And you're out there playing Pokemon. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's kind of incredible. So that I didn't really get to touch on that, but like that's one reason I think I will like always like Pokemon now is like I appreciate how many people just like know what Pokemon is. Like yep. millions of people are just like, oh yeah, but like the brand is just crazy. Anyway, yep. all that to say, I don't I didn't even know what raids were. I was before PvP was a thing, like so I don't know a lot about that stuff. Well, but one I'm, of my I'm favorite things like, about it is they just added the ability to invite friends to raids. So you don't even have to be there anymore. You just have to be friends with someone and I can invite you and you can be chilling at your home. One thing I really love about Pokemon Go is that out of any game I've ever played, mobile games specifically or anything in general, it has been the most aggressive in uh, adapting to COVID. And they've made a significant amount of changes to allow the game to be fully enjoyed without having to be outside with groups of people amassed around you. They've done so much stuff to make it a safer uh, game to play right now, and i got to give them credit for that. Absolutely. Good job. Niantic? I don't know how to say their company. Niantic. You got anything, Justin? Um, My recommendations are always horrible, but I'll recommend candy. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I'll second that. Candy's fucking great. Wait, what candy? I will judge you so hard. Oh, I found these. Like Tic Tacs or something. Like Warheads. Oh, hell yeah. I'll take some Warheads. Warheads. Yeah, Warheads heads. are good. I've never Warheads seen, like, a, I've never seen a tube of Warheads like that, though. I like little mini ones. Yeah. Like little mini uh, hard candies. Like little That's tiny cool. ones. So you don't yeah. have to fiddle with that damn itty bitty package. You pop it the individual wrapping? Yeah. 
There's a guy at work. Sometimes, like, we bring, we do, like, challenges at work. Like, we'll bring in certain items that we're, like, you know, everyone hasn't tried or, like, spice challenge or, like, uh, weird challenges. Like, try to, his thing was, like, try to get, try to eat six saltine crackers in, like, less than a minute or something. Oh, yeah. Like, impossible challenges like that. This guy said, like, uh, he's never had a warhead. And so we're, like, you know. I wonder how he'll react. Like people who've had Warhead, you know, it's like it's sour, but it's not crazy. But you gotta, you gotta I give th- him the yellow one because that's like the most sour. The really, really sour out. one. And yeah. I think he said he like thought that he tried it and it was so bad he had to spit it out. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested. I want, kind of want to do like a Warhead sour challenge and bring it into him when one day when we go back to the office. I feel like I love sour candy to the point where I want to find like the most sour candy. And so far, like, it's oh, like, you're on a mission. Yeah, it's like kind of between Warhead and Sour Punch Kids. Oh yeah, um, I could see. Well, I, I Sour the Sour Patch Kids to me gets sweet pretty fast, but yeah. yeah. But like, I want I don't know. I just want like deep down, I want a candy that's gonna sour on a quest. Yeah, on a quest for <laughs> the sourest burn candy. Burn my tongue. Okay. okay. Uh, Justin, you're gonna wind up with ulcers, my friend. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. go for it. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, our endorsement. Sour candy. Right. Sour candy and ulcers. Uh, Matt, you got anything to endorse? I do. Uh, I am here to endorse the Sandman audiobook. Oh, okay. Currently on Audible, uh, narrated by Neil Gaiman and an all-star, ca- literal all-star cast of voices. James McAvoy's Dream. And like, oh, it's, it's one of my favorite comic series. And so the fact that they went all out on this just audiobook production like there is an orchestra and sound effects and and it's just it's it's been amazing awesome I'll, i'm gonna sandman the audiobook i'm not kind of interested in audiobooks so that's perfect timing yeah oh you know what now that you mentioned orchestra real quick one other endorsement real quick uh, Disney Plus, it's obviously a craze. If you haven't watched it yet, I don't know. You might be hiding under a rock. Hamilton is now on Disney Plus. It's streaming since um, the last time I've been able to endorse, uh, and it's phenomenal. It is. Exquisite. I think you endorsed Hamilton, didn't you? Previously, we might have talked about it, but we I didn't no. have. We last time we did uh, the Fall Guys, and it was definitely on my plan to endorse, but then I like kind of just like logged off. All right. I don't know. Anything else? Is no. that is that an episode? All right. That's a good episode. All right. That's what's on the it. agenda for that's, next episode, James. Uh, next episode, Leo, is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, it's uh, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty crazy game. Uh, I'm also excited to talk about that. It's gonna be a good one. Uh, hopefully, uh. Uh, I don't know, Matt. If you're available, we'll we'll bring you back. Big thanks to Matt I for joining us. Don't think I'll be able to make that one because I All haven't right. played it and don't really have much to say about it. So I would just be uh, James for that yeah. episode, and uh, no one no one needs two Jameses. <laughs> no one needs one James. Uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> self dunk. Uh, All right. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. Um, our Patreon is Good Games Cast. Our email is goodgamespodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, for the Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Leo and sayonara. I'm Justin.
And I'm Matthew. All right, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Gangster. Oh, my little absence. Yeah, Ethan wasn't going to sleep, but then actually it came in. She's like, I gotta pee. <laughs> I hope your mic picked that up for the podcast. Oh, um, I muted it. Oh, okay. Just so, like, yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> I I there like, was going to be like, it's, it's obviously in the spec one. Like a. <laughs> if so, that goes on the bumper for yeah. sure. <laughs>